Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seaview Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareca. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A single moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time that we receive one of those moments. We are honored, overjoyed, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on one of our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco, cview1111 at gmail.com, or visit our website, cview1111.net. Call for free at 805-830-8344. Four, four, and wait in line or use Take My Call, and for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11, and then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Thank you, Danny, and welcome everybody to CBU 2021. Today, we have another episode of Seeking Divinity. These volatile times and what to do with Sati Chappelle. The present times are shifting the old and more firmly established aspect of life. We have entered a new space of existence, navigating different realities within the current energy field of change. Today, Sati is coming back and talking about her predictions psychic prediction for 2021. Again, just as we, as the title says, these are volatile times where realities are crashing within each other in a way that things are changing and shifting. And sometimes you might feel, or we might feel, that we are not standing on solid ground. When that happens, there's always a way to handle. So things that are happening in our earth, in the U.S., can be done in such a way that we take advantages of those. The shift is here and will just continue to bring change at all levels. This is a wonderful time to be in body, having the opportunity to rebirth within and out to transform our imprint and recreate a new ground from where we can rise. So let's enjoy together and bring Sati to the show. Hey, Sati girl, thank you for being here. 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in uh, for the second time this month. Um, it's just uh, incredibly active time. Um, just like Claudia was saying, we have we we have seen already so much in 2021. I don't know about you guys, but it feels like we should be somewhere, I don't know, around May or June by now, but no, we're only in the second week of January. So <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted to take a moment and speak about a few things um, today because um, when I gave my original predictions, I had spoken about uh, somewhere between the fifth and the eighth of the month that uh, there would be um, a coup attempt. And when I originally saw it, it was really bad. There were a lot of people dead um, and, and not in very happy ways. And I really didn't know how to deliver that information to you because it, I'm sorry, it's freaky. It's freaky when I see it. It's freaky then even when it starts to happen. I don't care how psychic you are. If you see something happening and you see, and then it actualizes um, and it's a, a, a devastating situation, or a negative situation, part of your brain still freaks out. Um, so the thing I was speaking about to Miss Claudia, our producer, is that we got the easier version of what I saw initially. And there wasn't a whole lot of time of difference between when I saw it and when it occurred. And that's why I wanted to really, really entitle this show um, These Volatile Times, because things are shifting and changing, like Claudia said, so quickly now. The events that I see may take place, but in a slightly different way. Um, if you go back to the radio show and you hear me reference what would happen on January 13th, for example, yesterday. It played out slightly different from what I saw originally. And, you know, part of this is our collective energy, our collective nature. I've said before that we are very psychic race, and we have not opened up to that yet. That is burgeoning. And actually, in the last 50 years, um, or I should say since the 1960s, that has really, really been um, coming online more and more in even people that normally we would go, wow, I wouldn't imagine there's a psychic bone in that person's body. But in actuality, we're seeing that as humanity continues to evolve and we're evolving at such a, such a rapid rate at this point in time that a lot of this is coming online. So when we collectively hear that there is, as we did on Wednesday, um, 
an, an insurgency taking place, a coup attempt or whatever it is that you want to call it. There is an attack on the capital of our nation. Immediately, I think everybody went, no, <laughs> like probably all collectively, in heart, in mind, in soul, in spirit, so many of us said, no. I'm sure a few of us said yes, but most said no. That how things played out shifted. And I'm talking up to the minute. That energy went out and things shifted. So I think that we're going to learn how deeply this was supposed to go, how, um, how we really uh, dodged a bullet, how we really got the easier version as time goes by and the truth comes out more and more. But I just wanted to start by kind of mentioning how powerful we are as a collective I know I mentioned it on the last show, and I, I don't want to um, belabor a point. But I, I think that for some of us, we're still realizing how true that is and in what ways and what that means. And so today, I kind of want to talk about this a little bit and add a few things to the predictions that I made initially when we spoke last time. Is that okay, Miss Claudia? Yeah, that is what we're here for. Again with you before I launch. <laughs> so um, let's look at some of the predictions that I'm going to make. You know, the main energy for January uh, in this 21st year is wildness passion and you know like in some cases almost unbridled passion it's what is normal is beneath a normally controlled exterior there's some fighting there's some aggression there's some rioting some more um protests however i mean let's put that in quotes <laughs> however you want to see that um but there's also a call to return to wisdom, a call that's going to go out for right use of passion and for understanding the positives and negatives of conditioning. And I'm going to talk about conditioning today. Uh, monetary fluctuations are, are going to also be kind of part of what we're experiencing here. We're seriously starting a new cycle this year, and it lays the foundation for the next decade, and in actuality, more than that, the next 18 years. And that's for us individually as well as collectively, because in this next decade or two, the individual and the collective are going to be of equal importance like it has never been before. Never. We have been really gearing up for this. People that have been marginalized for a long period of time are now starting to feel a little bit more empowered, a little bit more accepted, a little bit more heard, if nothing else. 
that can be the individual. That can be the woman at home that is abused or the child that is abused. It doesn't have to be a literal group of people that fall under category X. So when I say that we're looking at how important the individual and the collective are, we're going to see that they are so interconnected. What you do as an individual affects the collective. And what the collective does affects you, the individual. And we're going to be learning that in ways that we have never learned before over the next 10, definitely 18 years, possibly 20 if we're a little slow on the uptake. So um, that's how I really want to kind of start today. I'm going to come back to some of my predictions here in the moment, but I wanted to get that ball rolling, something about the individual here before we go too far into these new predictions or these additional, I should say, predictions that really are only taking us into February, the first week of February. Um, I gave the overall predictions for the year. We're going to continue to look at them month by month, but for today, I really just wanted to focus on the next three weeks. Let's just get through the next three weeks. Um, so starting with how many of us were cut off from society and um, were sequestered for almost a year in 2020. Outwardly, COVID is the blamed culprit. But spiritually, it occurred so that we could finally hear our own truth and see ourselves clearly so that we could get to know ourselves better. So the distractions of a really way too overly busy world would loosen its grip, its power on us for a brief period of time. And I'm going to say that again, a brief period. A year may not seem like a brief period when you're sequestered like that and you're feeling like the hermit on the hill, but at the same point in time, Think about how fast-paced our lives really are. When we get five minutes to ourselves, we're like, oh, much less a year. So the year seemed like an eternity, but yet in the scheme of things, it's really a brief period of time. It's no coincidence that this occurred over the 2020 year while we were learning to see with 2020 vision. While some people may have sought other distractions due to boredom or perhaps discomfort with self or discomfort with quietude, I'm wondering, what did you do? What did you do with your time that you were alone, my dear listeners? What did you learn about yourself? What did you realize are your truest needs versus the needs you thought you had? This was like an amazing, rare opportunity where the racing world literally stopped just for these benefits, literally for the purpose and the benefit of the individual. So, like, what did you learn that makes you go, wow, this is what I really want to do with my time here on Earth? And how are you going to embrace that going forward? Embracing it on authentically, while building your newness, your new life, your new way of living 
from what you learned? And how are you going to create the courage to see that through and see where it leads? Again, we're starting a brand new cycle this year, and it's going to last for a long time. So really make this count. One of the things that I really want to speak about with regards to some of this as to kind of like how to help self and others that is in alignment with this 2020 idealism of, you know, being able to see clearly and having clear vision. Stop embellishing. To stop exaggerating. To stop saying, oh, my God, that was absolutely brutal. One No, it was a pain in the butt. We didn't like it very much. It was uncomfortable, but it wasn't brutal, right? Saying or thinking in terms that are more dramatic than what they really are or flat out well beyond the truth. Stick to stating things and thinking things clearly. For our breath, our words, our thoughts, our actions, tell the universe what we want more of. And do we as a nation really want more drama, more deceit, more exaggeration, more embellishment, more flat-out lies? Tell your reality. Tell your soul what you really want more of in this now. And then loyally stick to that and loyally stick to the truth as much as you possibly can. I think that this is going to really help the collective. If everything is about the microcosm and the macrocosm, these these are the big dualities that we're going to see as we move forward through the next decade or two. The individual, the microcosm, the macrocosm, the collective. The literal microcosm as in a little teeny tiny germ taking down the global reality as it was, a better one, a new one, one that's truer to who we really are instead of who we have been being for way too long. And, you know, I I kind of want to take some responsibility here. And I'm taking it myself and I'm placing it squarely on America because America is a small piece of this macrocosm of the globe, and yet everybody knows how much influence America has on the world. And right now, we're not the only ones freaking out over what's happening here. I have a lot of friends that have moved here from other countries And their loved ones and family members are calling them up going, what the heck is happening in America? (laughs) So we have a lot of effect on the rest of the world, and we really need to start taking that seriously. So I think that we kind of need to look at some of the ways we have enabled this immense problem that we as Americans are facing right now. Many of us sat by, myself included, again, I'm going to take responsibility. While lies, conspiracy theories, and conjecture 
took hold of family, friends, coworkers, and others. Maybe we figured they'd snap out of it at some point. Although I'll tell you, really, the question that's still in my mind is what could we have actually done about what was happening when it was happening? Many people spent hour after hour feeding themselves a steady diet of alternative realities and falsehoods to the point where they believe that they were no longer or they weren't trying to really overthrow democracy per se, as some of us saw it as being, but were actually doing it, i.e. storming the Capitol, to overthrow the many lies of government. Government here is a pseudo word for something that is actually run by a shadow government. That's like at the heart of all of this craziness. It's the story behind all of this, including the QAnon story. And it's been around for centuries. There's the shadow government that runs all of these other governments and blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, let's presume for just a moment that that's true. We've never had any proof about it. We don't know where it's at, what it's at, what it's doing, what it's not doing, how it's doing it. So, you know, how do we even start to combat that? And many might say, oh, well, it's due to global media and it's happening through this, that, or the other thing. Again, we can fall down that rabbit hole if we want, and we can fill our minds with it to the point that anything and everything we do is justified, to the point that when we see something happening, we go, that's not what we're seeing. When we look at the, the videos that are being put on the news from the people that were inside the Capitol, the ones doing the storming of the Capitol themselves, as well as actually the newscasters who were there that were also filming. And we see these images over and over again. And, and they're saying, oh, well, it was this group of people that did it, not that group of people. When it's obvious, it's right there in front of our eyes. All we have to do is see it. Instead of saying it was Antifa or BLM or whomever the next Blamathon is going to go to. How can such passionate resolve actually be reasoned with? This is like a question in my mind a lot. So I've kind of been thinking about it. Maybe we can shine a small light on simple truths, like the truths of video. Like, I don't know about you guys, but how many people of color did you actually see in those videos? So I've heard that people were dressed up to look like they were not Antifa or BLM. And I'm like, really? I've got to say it this way, people. I apologize in advance, but that's the best white face I've ever seen ever. It's ridiculous. You just, you've got to believe what your eyes are showing you in some cases. So maybe we can shine a small light like that on something like that. Or maybe we can send a prayer or energy of clarity or an energy for clear interpretation or comprehension or wisdom or something like that out to the United States citizens. Maybe we can send out the energy of balance or patience actually, which can often calm 
such strong passions as we're seeing right now until such time as more truths are revealed. Whatever we do for the whole, I think we definitely need to also do some things for ourselves. Thinking for yourself. If you look at a video and you go, yeah, my, my bestie is telling me X, but I'm seeing Y, go with what you see. Think for yourself. Question what you believe. Be brave enough to ask yourself really hard questions. Like, why do I believe this? What proof is there for it? Take the critical thinking, the logical thinking, you know, viewpoint. Ask yourself the hard questions and do the scientific acid test to find out if it's real. Consider the source of information and what might be motivating that source. And also broaden those sources so you don't only follow one type of thought or one type of ideology. Here, fact-checking with non-biased sources is the key. Ask yourself, does anything ever really pan out about what they're saying is going to happen or what this theory says? Or is it just simply one story put on top of another story to make the first story more believable? And then finally, and here's the kicker, I look at a lot of people that I know who have fallen down some of these rabbit holes, and they all kind of have something in common. A lot of them believe they are right. And not just in this instance, I'm talking like all the time. Like what they think is right, or what they say is right, and what they do is right, and they're always right, and they're never wrong. So I'm asking you, can you admit to your own misperceptions? Can you accept when you make a mistake and own it? Because if not, you're kind of a prime candidate for being deceived. And when people are deceived and convinced they're right all of the time, that leads to making a whole lot of mistakes. And speaking of mistakes, um, you know, we can say that Last Wednesday was a mistake, or we can say that last Wednesday was like a real big try for change. However we look at that, stuff is on the way. I see two more large incidents, so I'm back to the predictions, um, coming in the remainder of January. Um, so in all in told, we'll have three, with um, last Wednesday being the first. So as we move through the weekend of the 15th through the 18th, there are going to be more riots, protests, problems. I'm going to put rioting in quotes. You know, we can, we can uh, call it whatever we want when it's all said and done. There's going to be a lighter version that's going to be starting on Friday the 15th, which is tomorrow. Saturday, it seems to kind of lull out a little bit, but Sunday, it starts to get going all over again, and it really starts to get going in the 18th, which is Monday. There's going to be even more taking place. So Sunday and Monday are going to be kind of tough days to get through. 
it's starting to calm down a little bit on Tuesday, which I find fascinating. It's like, why would it be calming down? You would think it would be ramping up even more, but in actuality, I see it as calming down. And then we have the 20th, Inauguration Day. And this is a very, very interesting day. We have this change of administration. And I see so much security being put in place in the Capitol. And so, I mean, it comes across to me psychically as so many walls or so many barriers. And we're going to see a lot of that played out on TV, a lot of barriers, a lot of walls, be they people, be they plexiglass, be they fence, be they actual walls. So, it's interesting because I don't see so many problems in Washington, D.C., per se, itself, on Inauguration Day. And I'm going to say this. I see the possibility for the inauguration to actually be moved indoors. And i got to say, it's not a bad idea. Normally, we have it outside. I'm going to be surprised if they have it outside but they may have so many barriers up that, you know, they feel very confident with that. And, and, you know, that's okay. But it doesn't look to be quite so public as it has been in the past. And I think the amount of people that are going to be allowed to attend are going to be pretty limited. So um, it comes across as D.C. itself being pretty quiet from that standpoint. However, I do see uh, issues and problems across the country in different cities, in different capitals, in different states with uprisings and riots. And the word uprisings here really um, is the one that I, I was hearing over and over again, along with the, the um, word barriers, right, and seeing the different barriers. So I just kind of want to point that out at the moment because I think that no matter who calls for violence to end at this point in time, the genie's kind of out of that bottle. It's going to be really hard to put that back in until we kind of get over this moment in time. And this is why I say, you know, that the energy that we put out into our little world our reality is also the energy that we end up putting out into the larger world, and it really matters. And this is why I started off with saying, you know, try not to embellish things. Try to say that this is what it is. You know, um, dang, I, I locked myself out of the house. Not, you know, these series of events led to me being locked out of the house. Take ownership for it. Or you know, saying that such and such really is what it is instead of calling it something else. Um, because the energy we put out into the United States at this point in time is really going to help or hurt us. Just like on Wednesday. Last Wednesday, we changed an outcome in a big way. It really was going to be way worse. So let's do that again 
and help ourselves through this time by tending to our own reality, our own little world, the microcosm that we exist in that affects the macrocosm. For example, I've personally been spending a lot of time putting hope out into the United States. Weeks and months every day. And I chose the word hope because it's the one thing we all have in common. It goes beyond party lines. It goes beyond difference of opinion. If you are somebody who truly believes in QAnon as being a fact, then you're going to hope, 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 hope that there is something that's going to change that. Something that's going to come and fix it. So hope is something that everybody can pretty much get behind. The funny thing I find, I find it funny, maybe you don't find it funny, but I find it funny, is that (laughs) truth is also another thing that a lot of people are asking for. Whether, again, you believe in QAnon or you don't. It doesn't matter what side of this whole United States oddity that we find ourselves in, this moment in time in the United States, it doesn't matter what side you're on. Unfortunately, yeah, there are sides. I'm going to call it what it is here, right? Both sides want truth. Those that are not involved in in the conspiracy theories are like, please, God, send truth to those that believe in it. And those that believe in it are like, please, God, send truth to those who don't. (laughs) That's what I find funny. So, you know, truth is another thing that we can put out, another energy that we can put out into the universe, into the United States that everybody can get behind because everybody wants it. It's easy. It's going to be easily accepted and integrated. Camaraderie is another thing or alignment with, even if what person A aligns with is different from what person B aligns with, it doesn't, again, matter. It's all something somebody can get behind. And when we're trying to build unity or common ground, we have to find these threads that everybody can accept and everybody can believe in and everybody can work with. A common thread, a common dream, something that everybody can get behind. That's the first salve of the day. So perhaps find in your heart that energy, that thing, that descriptor, that rests at the heart of what everybody wants and call for that. Hope is great. Love is such an amazing thing. But here I'm not so sure that it's going to really benefit us. Because along with love, there is so much energy of passion. And if you think of hope and the word and the energy behind hope itself, there's not a whole lot of passion behind that. Similarly, there is more passion behind the energy of truth than there is behind the word hope. And again, since passion is such an immense energy and flame that is up right now, I'm trying to find things that will cool stuff down, not really inflame things and make things worse. Compassion and empathy could be something that we all could get behind, although that's questionable because there are some that just plain want to be mad and they want to rage and they want to get out their frustration and their fears and their need for actions. 
So that may not work. But these are things to start thinking about. Things are still, going back to my predictions, things are still up in the air and a bit unsettled. A lot of unrest, a lot of things still are challenging, but not so problematic after the inauguration as it was prior to. So the week of January 21st to 25th, we're still having movements and protests. That's the words that came to me across the United States. But things are getting calmer. Not a lot, but enough. And as we move towards February and into like February 2nd to February 5th, things are getting even calmer again. So each week there's a de-escalation as we kind of move into February. And here I'm going to say, you know, one of the things that can kind of help this overall situation is to kind of stop feeding yourself endlessly on news. God, that's so hard in this situation because we all are like, what the hell is happening? But it's also a form of indoctrination. And here's probably maybe the balance. Get the information you need to get for, for today. Give yourself like a half hour. I'm going to look at the news. I'm going to figure that out, figure this out, and then move on. Try not to feed the old habit pattern of trying to obtain every single little detail, play by play as it unfolds. That's obsession. And that is no different from those who spend every waking moment learning about the next conspiracy or the next thing to be outraged about. If you really want to turn down the hot temperature of this country, we've got to start with self. And, you, and a person needs to know when to stop feeding the rage. So take time each day to pray or to center yourself, balance the mind and the emotions, to meditate, to do yoga, tai chi, qigong, to simply sit in nature, take a bath, get a massage, like whatever it is that you can do to help yourself kind of cope and remain balanced. Feed yourself steadfast fortitude so you can go the distance regardless of how this plays out. Whether it does de-escalate as we get closer to February or it escalates. Take deep breaths, nice and slow, feeding. Nurture yourself in good ways. Read a silly innocuous book or some other frivolous material. Get some healing or body work done. Find a way to see a cherished friend or loved one. Find a way to uplift yourself daily. And I'm going to leave you with something uplifting before I take any callers or I speak with Miss um, Claudia because I'm really pretty much at the end of what I wanted to say. And here's the uplifting thing. Regardless of what you think of the incoming administration, Biden is going to take hold of things very quickly once he gets into the White House. And this is interesting because I'm not sure he's going to get into the White House on the 20th. I'm actually wondering if he's not getting in on the 21st. I can see them both fully in the White House on the 21st, but I am not sure about the 20th. And I really don't know what that's about. I am unclear. Rather own that and say that to be true. I'm not sure what's going on with that. 
But one way or the other, once he gets into the White House, he's going to quickly put a lot of things in place. He's going to work very, very fast, very hard, very ardently to bring in a semblance of balance. He didn't have the normal two months of setup between the old administration and the new administration that's incoming to, to figure everything out and to put a lot of things into place. But I'll tell you, he's been doing a lot of that privately behind the scenes. I see him working every day, all of the time. And again, whether you like him or you don't like him, whether you believe in him or you don't believe in him, he really, really is looking at the best interest of the country, not just for Democrats, not just for his own party, in other words. He doesn't care about that. And you're going to see that over time. This is not a president that cares about that. He wants to bridge the gap, and it is his most fervent hope. And there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to be able to say about Biden when his term is done. But one of the things that we are going to all be able to see is that he is a person of heart. A person of heart is what we need at this point in time, somebody who's going to show kindness and empathy and compassion. And he really, really wants to bridge the gap. So when he says that, he's telling the truth. I just thought I'd let you know. All right. So, Ms. Claudia, do you have anything for me here today, my darling? Yes. Any questions we on We have Keisha that wants to ask a question for you. So let's bring Keisha from Atlanta. Hi. Hey, Miss Keisha. How are you today, honey? I'm great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for saying that. I love that you said that to me. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to ask about employment. I am really going through a lot, and um, I want to attract permanent employment. Um. And um, right now I'm doing a temp project, and it's horrible. I mean, it's just like slavery, the amount of stuff they have us doing. So um, I just really want to attract something else in my new year and create what I want, you know, manifest it and things like that. And um, just wondering about that. Well, you're going to be in the temporary position for another three weeks Four at the most, but so it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have to do the endurance thing. You know, this is a marathon, even if it's a you know just a couple of weeks, um, because yeah, the conditions are very very hard on you. I agree, and so I'm just wanting to kind of give you that heads up so that you. Uh, can fortify yourself as much as you possibly can. Get enough sleep at night, eat the right foods. Um, you yeah. know, try, try to keep yourself to where your energy is up. Take a lot of vitamin C, vitamin B, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling that. I'm, I'm really feeling that. Um, I'm not getting enough sleep and things like that. But I was wondering because I really – I just felt like it was a new year. It's a new beginning for me. I want to attract what I want, not what I don't want. And I'm like, why this position? And um, I'm also studying for two exams. One is February and one is in July. And I'm like, I could use the time off to just study. So, but gotcha. I do have to take care of myself. 
Right, right, right. Okay, so here you go. The, <laughs> the temporary position that you manifested is from some uh, projections from the past. So let me explain that for a moment. They're showing me that you had some fears and some severe doubts in self. You had believed uh, a voice, of, uh, a male or a extremely strong female that may be coming across to me as male, um, who was telling you for a long time, either you're not good enough or you don't have what they need. And so you're, that's not going to work for you. And so you kind of had this sense of desperation, and that is exactly yeah. what created yep. the temporary <laughs> position you are in. Yep. So you're right. it overrode the the manifestations you were trying to create because you were listening to this person and it it sowed that seed of doubt that you already had about yourself in your own mind. So now that yeah. you have learned that she was wrong or he was wrong, I, I think actually it's a she that just comes across very masculine to me. But anyway, as long as now that you have learned that that person is wrong, you can erase all of that and say, okay, done with that. These things that I'm studying for in this position, these positions that I really want, that's really what I want. I've done this. I've been there. I'm done. I'm done. But I need to say to you, sweetie pie, you're going to have to take a couple of temporary positions between now and fall because August is the earliest you're going to be able to actually move into the positions in the field that you want. And I really wish that I could tell you otherwise, but I'd rather tell you that so that you can look at all things and look at other temporary positions that might be a couple months long that will feed you better than where you're at right now um, than give you a false hope, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you you said said everything, but so so say if I want to release a belief or release a thought, and I realize – I've been telling myself, I'm like, wait a minute, Keisha, you can get another job. You don't have to stay at this job. You know, you're, you're employable. With, like, I don't know why I got into, maybe because I just moved and I have to pay rent, and it was just an anxiety buildup, and I realized I'm just listening to these negative beliefs. It's just not true. Right. It was desperation. I'm going to label it that because yeah. desperation makes yeah. us do things. <laughs> So yeah. if I want to release that thought, or say I have a thought or feeling or belief, and I want to release it, what do I do? You don't want to release it because you already have, and, and you're uh-huh. reaping the havoc of that already, right? You don't want to uh-huh. release it. You've done that deal. What you want to do is erase it. You take out How do you do mind. that? <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> you take out your magic celestial eraser and you like erase that thought of of desperation you erase that energy of desperation and you have to replace it with something else because it leaves a vacuum it leaves a hole energetically and usually you want to fill it with either the opposite or you want to fill it with the more positive something. And in this case, it is belief in self. You got desperate because you did not have the belief in self. And so now you have to fill that energy with, or that energy hole with belief in self. I know what I'm worth. And everybody's going to be able to see that around me because I'm going to make it visible with everything I say and everything I do. I believe in you. 
Wow, I love that. I can do that. I realize everything is about awareness because we let our mind will say anything, and if you, you start believing it or listen to it, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is not right. true. This is a fear, and it's making me feel bad. That's not how I want to feel. So I realize I have to check myself or that side of my brain. <laughs> That's right. And so okay. here, here you get to be the microcosm for the macrocosm of the United States, like I was saying earlier. You get to practice this belief in self and show that to everybody, and so do we as a country. We have to remember and believe in ourselves as Americans again and believe that we can become united again. So, honey, you're doing the good work. You keep it up, Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both so much. Happy New Year, both of you. Happy New Year. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so that that is so interesting, Seth, is how um, to learn that how in your own way or whatever it is that you are living, you can actually affect the world and that's what you were saying in the beginning how the individual can have a effect on the masses and vice versa so that was a very good example that you that that Keisha helped us with well isn't it interesting too because you know whether you loved him or you didn't love him the individual that has been the president of the United States for the last four years really affected this world. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whether we think he affected it correctly or incorrectly. That's, that's irrelevant. That one person colored so far outside of the lines of a normal presidency for good or for ill doesn't matter that we can see so clearly how powerful one individual can be. Now, granted, that one individual held a huge position of power. But think about all of the people that uphold the power of that presidency. That's where a lot of the power comes from also. So, again, what we say matters. What we do matters. We have been learning. I mean, that's the new catchphrase right now. Words matter, and they really do. And beyond that, energy matters. So our friend Keisha is helping us out by helping us to see that, you know, we really can believe in ourselves. We have to look at those strengths that we have within, and we have to build on those strengths. And in so doing, we have the opportunity to change our little reality, which then changes the larger reality. And I'm going to give you one other point here that I'm going to make on this, and then I'm going to leave it rest. Prior to what I'm going to call the metaphysical movement, there was no thought that people could manifest anything. The concept of an individual manifesting something, you know, that was something a magician did or some rare individual or Yuri Geller or, you know, Rasputin or somebody like, I don't know, David Copperfield or whatever, but it wasn't taken seriously as something that really existed as a viable, normal aspect of human life that could be done every single solitary day. 
And since the metaphysical movement opened our eyes and showed us that, no, actually, we really can manifest things and what we manifest really matters, people are doing it all of the time, all over the place. And actually, once we kind of get beyond all of this stuff that we're dealing with right now in the United States, that is one of the shows I really want to do because I have been manifesting for a long time now and I have a lot of tips and I have a lot of pitfalls that I've already uncovered. And so I can save you, save you it can. So I can <laughs> help other people to, you know, manifest what they want immediately and, you know, do so cleanly. Um, and I really look forward to that. That's something I really want to um, bring into one of our uh, next couple of radio shows, to be quite honest. I'm hoping for March, but we'll see how it goes. Sure. And, and you know, uh, you're so right. Um, the the consciousness that we had of self was so limited. And today that we have uh, take the cap off, it is so important to understand that um, – how we are in this new thought process and how we can access that and every help that we can get as individuals. It's just beautiful. I agree. I really actually look forward to um, this next decade. I think it's going to be, oh, so much of a ride and so fascinating. And, and you know how rides are. I mean, sometimes you're like, yeah, and your hands are up in the air and you're smiling and then sometimes you're grabbing onto the bar for dear life going holy crap but um, <laughs> you know I mean it's going to be such an amazing thing and you know all I can say is keep up the faith everybody keep up the faith believe that we are going to come out of everything wiser kinder and more powerfully than when we went in. And let's see what happens. And let's see what happens. Well, thank you, Sadie, for being here. I just want to let people know that these episodes and all of those that you have had before, please go to seekingdivinity.org look into um, radio shows and you can see all of the past episodes you can also go to Sati's YouTube channel Seeking Divinity with Sati and you can find there uh, we are little by little uploading all of the episodes with Sati so people can hear them and replay them as many times as needed but again That's thank you great. so much well, that's right, because they're all free. And you know what? Pass it on to all of your friends. Let them hear. If you had an episode you really liked, pass that on. Send the link on to others. And it's also on the Seaview website if you want to give that website information, Miss Claudia, before we go. Yes, Seaview1111.net. So everywhere, anywhere, we're here for you. That's right. All right, everyone, have an amazing new year. Let's make this one of the best on record. And um, remember, we can make changes. Microcosm, macrocosm. My love to you all. Be blessed. Bye, Claudia. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.